0: This is Supply Chain Radio. Welcome to the show. My name is Greg Kiefer, and today I am here with John Atherton. John, welcome. Thanks, Greg, for having me. I appreciate it. Always good to have you in the studio here. So today, I'd like to talk a little bit with you about supply chains, companies, the partners that large companies use to orchestrate global supply chains, and stewardship of the data, the information that's involved with all of that stuff being made and shipped or paid for that goes on around the world. Ooh, that's a fancy topic. Yes, it is. Stewardship of data. Yeah, yeah. So- Look, we're in the information age. I think companies think information is pretty important, right?
1: Yeah, that's very much the case. You know, it's not anymore just about ordering thousands of products and hoping they get there and maybe relying on a third party to move them, but it's the data around those. How much do they cost? And what's their unique identifier? And when are they going to get there? And are they early or are they late? And who do I allocate them to? So this kind of metadata around the red shirt or the high-tech component is of equal importance, if not more.
0: Yeah, you mentioned a shirt and the status of that inventory, what's being made and all the related information. So we're in the information age. Companies have big systems that they're relying on to help them manage these global, vast, complex, always changing supply chains. It's got to be very painful for an enterprise, you know, an importer to not have that information. I mean, we've seen data that says 80, 85% of the data that a company needs to run their supply chain actually resides not within their own four walls, but across their partner networks. Are you seeing the same thing out there in the field?
1: Yeah, very much. That's the case. And so if you think about it in another way, if the rule of thumb is that 80% of the data you need to run your supply chains outside of your systems, if you do not have access to that, four-fifths of the data to run your supply chain is gone. It's a gap. It's a black hole. And you only have one fifth of the data run your supply chain and that won't get her done. And so this whole idea of forging relationships with external partners, whether they're freight forwarders or carriers or banks that help plan and execute the supply chain needs to have that component around robust and dense data and lots of it and have it on
0: time and make it be accurate. Let me ask you another question or a different way. What happens if you don't have
1: it? Well, if you don't have it, you're going to be blind. You're going to be blind to what's going on. So an example might be an importer in the U.S. in the footwear and apparel market places an order to a supplier in China for finished goods 45 days ahead of time. And if you didn't have that data, you would assume that about roughly six weeks later, I'm going to have those goods on hand. And most of the time, things don't pan out the way they should. And, you know, those plans go awry and those shoes can be early or late and you can miss revenue opportunities. And that leads to bad things like underperforming on expectations on Wall Street, missing budgets and cost timelines and all sorts of ramifications that, believe me, you
0: don't want to be in. Yeah, I've seen examples, you know, where companies don't have information. To mirror your example of an inbound shipment, say, of clothing or something that's for a sale, when they find out that they don't have it, you know, you can't not have it. So they throw all kinds of money to expedite it, put it on a plane, fly it over here, and they're losing a tremendous amount of money by selling the product.
1: Exactly. So, you know, in those situations, in your example, if you did not have visibility to that, that importer might get a call 10 days out, the store is asking, where are the shoes? And you might all of a sudden discover that they're stuck in Taiwan. And yeah, you know, charter an air flight to bring that those goods over. And that is not cheap by any stretch. Now, you might think, oh, well, it's easy. I'll just ask my partners to send me data and therefore I can see. But it's not just that. The data has to be at the right level of granularity. It has to be set up in a way where it can be connected easily to other objects that are related to it. For example, an order being related to a shipment. That's kind of an intricate key in how you connect those together let alone other related objects, such as invoices and et cetera. And the last dimension, just to be sure, is around latency and timeliness of the data. So it's one thing to get data about your shipment. It's another thing to have it connected to other objects. But if that comes in three days late after the actual physical event, you know, it's not of much use. So we see a lot of our customers focused on accuracy, completeness, and
0: timeliness. Touch on a very interesting point there, and that is there's data and then there's information and passing data around is nothing new. Companies have been doing that for decades. They're shuttling files all over the place. But what you're talking about, when you talk about linking related things, it's taking data and turning it into information or insight, right?
1: Yeah, that's really the trick. You know, it's it's raw data into normalized data, into useful information. And then kind of even better is putting that into context. Just because that one shipment is late doesn't mean it's necessarily an emergency. And so having a broader picture, not just of one shipment, but of thousands of shipments at the same time, is really what, you know, best of breed companies and supply chains are striving to
0: achieve. Obviously, partners, you know, these are logistics providers, carriers, suppliers, brokers, whoever, you know, the constituents that are hired by companies to help them with their supply chains, produce products, ship products, etc., are not naive or This is not news to them. They have made investments in systems, but do you feel like they're up to par? Are they stewards of data? What's your lay of the landscape right now in terms of just how that's working out there?
1: Well, conceptually, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Because of this outsourced supply chain model, these organizations are stewards of the data, but they're not all created equally. And so, sure, you could say that by and large, the top 23 PLs across the globe or the top 10 international trade banks have invested. Millions, billions of dollars collectively around IT, but not all equally. So what I see in the market is some partners are more advanced or less advanced in terms of technology. And how that interfaces with the supply chain procurement process I've seen is now a combination of searching out for the best rate, given the physical service levels, but in conjunction with that, the expertise around data quality delivery from those partners. So that's becoming you know an equally important ingredient in the decision-making process.
0: I wonder if we're getting close to a tipping point. And what I mean by that is if you look at the value that companies place on their information, and the partner's ability to get it in a timely, accurate, and complete fashion is as important, if maybe if not more important now, than that partner's ability to deliver the service they were really retained to perform.
1: Yeah, it's happening. So we're definitely seeing customers that are outright dropping partners because they're not performing on the data quality dimension. They might be performing on physical service level delivery times, Yes, you got it there on an average of 33 days from Yantian to Chicago Rail Yard on a consistent basis. But your data quality across these different dimensions was poor to pathetic. And even though you're coming through on the delivery of the goods from a timeliness perspective, it's not meeting the expectations around information delivery associated with that. And the procurement guys are you know, making decisions and, and those companies, unfortunately, are losing out on revenue and customers.
0: Yeah, I was on a call with a number of big companies not too long ago. And one of the things these guys do is they look at data quality performance across common partners. And a lot of the outsourced providers that, that several of them are using are way underperforming versus going direct to the core service providers to a point where several have said, we're going to reevaluate our whole decision to do it that way and maybe go direct and take out the middleman. So you're talking about data impacting commercial decision making, which I see as a beginning of a tipping point. Yeah, that's very much
1: the case. The times are changing there. And you know we see examples of that in the consumer world where we're going to make decisions based on our ability to access a company's information conveniently on my own device at any time, you know, whether that's a personal banking account or a social network or a photo sharing service. And so you take those same type of examples and apply them to the supply chain and data landscape, the same principles will hold true.
0: You know, if I'm a logistics provider listening to this and I'm saying, well, I've got all sorts of technology. I spend three, four, five billion dollars a year on this stuff, what more can I do? You know, what do you tell somebody like that?
1: Well, I think for those 3PLs that have major IT budgets, they got to keep in mind, first of all, that typically, at least at the high end of the market, they're not the only provider in a customer's network. They're going to stand alongside other partners, whether 3PLs or banks. So their technology has to kind of support that. And the other is to ensure that the way those systems are designed are, in fact, not only operationally efficient from a 3PL or a bank's perspective, meaning the provider, but also fit and fill the use cases and the needs of the enterprise themselves. In other words, put their feet in the shoes of the customer and think the way they do about on-time delivery, fulfillment of revenue opportunities, and
0: similar concepts. Right, right. I have a feeling this won't be the last time we talk about this one. Yeah, this will be a continuing theme for years to come. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks a bunch, John. Good stuff. Thanks, Greg. This is Supply Chain Radio, and we are signing off.